This is the Regular Pastor Podcast, a podcast devoted to regular pastors and regular churches trying to resist the creeping totalitarianism of 2022. My name is Landon Coleman. I'm a regular pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. This is season four in the Regular Pastor Podcast where I talk about books and ideas and try to apply the ideas found in books to the day-to-day ministry of a regular pastor like myself. The book that I'm talking about today is for resistors. The book is Live Not by Lies, and the author is Rod Dreher. The publisher of this book is Sentinel, which is an imprint of Penguin Random House, a a big publisher. Uh, The book is 240 pages. The actual text of the book is 217 pages of that. There's some notes and some index and stuff like that at the end. The book has an introduction. It has 10 chapters, and it has a conclusion And this book, Live Not By Lies, was published in 2020. Rod Dreher, a little bit about the author. He is a well-known writer, editor, and cultural commentator. He has written for and edited for The American Conservative, The New York Post, The Dallas Morning News, The Weekly Standard, Wall Street Journal, Men's Health, Los Angeles Times, National Review. You get the idea. Done a lot of writing, done a lot of editing. He is a New York Times bestselling author. Other books include The Benedict Option, The Little Way of Ruthie Lemming, and How Dante Can Save Your Life. He, uh, this is Dreher, Rod Dreher, has made multiple appearances on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, uh, all sorts of cable news appearances as a cultural commentator. Dreher was born, and he currently lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He is married. He has three kids. Uh, Dreher has a Bachelor's of Arts degree from Louisiana State University. Interesting, he was raised Methodist. In 1993, he converted to Catholicism. And in the wake of the sexual abuse scandal within the Catholic Church, uh, he converted to Eastern Orthodoxy in 2006. The big idea of this book, the title is Live Not By Lies. It's taken from an essay written by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, The big idea centers around totalitarianism. In 1989, Dreher says, the Berlin Wall fell, and with it fell Soviet totalitarianism. So this was a pivotal moment in history. Many people in the West naively assumed that the world was basically done with Soviet-styled communism and totalitarianism. However, in recent years, there are people who now live in the West, who previously lived under the Iron Curtain, who are seeing things in our cultural context that are troubling and disturbing and that remind them of life under the Iron Curtain. These developments can be called, Dreher terms them this way, quote, progressive and profoundly anti-Christian militancy. This is not a friendly opposition to Christianity. It's a direct challenge. It is anti-Christian, and it is militant. This militancy manifests itself in cultural and political power struggles. But Dreher does a great job in this book of saying, really, we're dealing with a spiritual struggle, a, a spiritual power struggle. And he says this in the introduction, quote, this spiritual power takes material form in government and private institutions and corporations and academia and media in the changing practices of everyday American life. 
quote, continues, it's empowered by unprecedented technological capabilities to surveil private life. There is virtually nowhere left to hide. And this is the frightening thing about the totalitarianism that we're dealing with today. Unlike the older Soviet-styled hard totalitarianism, this new power can be described as soft totalitarianism. And rather than having something shoved down our throats and forced upon our lives, this is now something that we are inviting into our lives. What the world needs, Dreher argues, is Christian people who are willing to live according to the truth of their convictions and who are willing, regardless of the consequence, to not live by the lies of the world and the radical left. So a couple of important ideas from this book. One, just the idea of totalitarianism. Hard totalitarianism, he defines as totalitarian uh, control of life and thought and society and religion that is imposed by force by the government. Soft totalitarianism is imposed not by force, but by the academy, by pop culture, uh, by technology and big tech companies. It's things that we invite into our life. It's essentially consumerism. And he details the signs that totalitarianism was rising in a hard form in the Soviet Union. And they're the same signs that you can see now that lead you to believe that soft totalitarianism is on the rise in the United States of America, or you could say in the West. So he talks about loneliness and social atomization. He talks about losing faith in hierarchies and institutions. He talks about the desire to transgress and to destroy. He talks about propaganda and the willingness to believe useful lies. He talks about a mania for ideology. And he talks about a society that values loyalty more than expertise. All of these things... Hannah Arendt, who Dreher quotes, saw as signs that totalitarianism was about to take over uh, in the East. And now you see many of these same signs in our culture, in our day and age, in our time here in the United States. And it's a reminder that soft totalitarianism, a different type of totalitarianism, is now being enforced, not by the government necessarily, although that's increasing, but it's being enforced by the academy and the media and the news and pop culture and big tech and woke capitalism and all the rest. A second important idea from this book is that social justice and the social justice ideology is a cult. It's a religion. Lots of other people have made this observation, uh, people from Vody Bauckham to James Lindsay. But this is really important to understand. The woke left is every bit as religious as any Christian or any Jew or any Muslim or any Buddhist or any Hindu. In fact, the woke left is fanatically religious, and they are willing to do whatever it takes, including using legislation to impose their worldview, their religious worldview. If they can impose it through soft totalitarianism, great. If they need to use hard totalitarianism, they seem to be willing to do that as well. The third important idea that I think Dreher would want you to take away from this book is the importance of resistance. And really, the back half of the book is about how we live, not by lies, but how we live according to the truth. And I think the case that Dreher is making is that Christians are uniquely positioned to resist. We're not the only ones who want to resist totalitarianism in any form, but we are uniquely positioned to resist totalitarianism. 
Dreher talks about the importance of family. He talks, talks about the importance of religion, which means our faith and standing on the truth. He even talks about the importance of community and relationships. All of these things are built-in pieces of Christianity, essential pieces of Christianity, which make Christians uniquely positioned to resist totalitarianism. My favorite quote from the book uh, is kind of a long one. I'm not going to read straight through, but I'm going to read several several sections. It's from the, uh, the final section, the conclusion. This is on page 213 and 214. Dreher says, the culture war is largely over and we lost. That's not encouraging to Christians, but it's probably true at this point in Western history. He says this, the faith of those who resisted, and he's talking about the old Soviet empire, the faith of those who resisted outlasted the Soviet empire. Why? Quote, because hard totalitarianism met something harder, the truth. In our time, the emerging totalitarianism is softer, smarter, and more sophisticated, but it is no less totalitarian for it. And he goes on to say this on page 214. Quote, our cause appears lost, but we are still here. Now our mission is to build the underground resistance to the occupation, to keep alive the memory of of who we were and who we are, and to stoke the fires of desire for the true God. Where there is memory and desire, there is hope. We may disagree about whether or not this resistance should be built underground or above ground, but I think Dreher's exactly right. We do have reason for hope. Believers are still here. We still have the truth. We still have the truth about family. We still have the truth about God. We still have the truth about real community, and that's going to allow Christians to resist whatever kind of totalitarianism comes in the future. Ministry takeaway, I think for pastors, you just got to be aware that we live in a divided culture. I don't think that's news to anybody. Our culture is wrestling with big ideas. This division is on major fault lines, to steal a phrase from Bodie Bauckham. We're arguing about truth and meaning and language and humanity. What is a human being? We're arguing about ethics. How should we live and how should we live together as a society? Uh, we're arguing about politics. How should we rule each other from a governmental perspective? No one, this is important to remember, no one is religiously neutral in this debate. Everyone has a religious perspective in these issues that divide us today, uh, even the woke left. Christians cannot be ashamed to be religious people, and we cannot be ashamed of the truth, because ultimately, if we're not going to live by lies, the only way to do that is to live by the truth. Critique criticism of this book, Dreher is pretty pessimistic about the state of things. Uh, that pessimism, I think, falls in line with the, the Benedict option that he writes about elsewhere. I don't think I would describe myself as optimistic, but I do think there's some reasons for hope in our society and our culture, at least in the United States of America or parts of the United States of America. Goodreads gives this an aggregate star rating of 4.36. I gave it a solid 5. I think it's a tremendous book. Who should read this book? Parents, if you want to teach your children how to resist totalitarianism, this is a helpful book. Pastors, if you want to teach your congregation to resist creeping totalitarianism, this is a helpful book. 
politicians. If you want to teach your constituents how to resist creeping totalitarianism and to stand for freedom rather than tyranny, this is a helpful book. Thanks for listening to the Regular Pastor Podcast. You can subscribe wherever you're listening for weekly episodes. Give us a great rating, A+. plus. We appreciate it. You can follow Regular Pastor online at regularpastor.com. Find me on Goodreads by searching for Landon Coleman. If you got a book recommendation or request you'd like me to talk about, I would love to hear it. You can shoot me an email at landon at emmanueladessa.com. Until next week, this is The Regular Pastor, out.